So I guess I, I want to talk about, because uh, last time I talked about food, or not really, no, I talked about cooking, about my experience cooking. And so this time I wanted to talk about my first job, my first job, my first ever place of employment. And it's, and the story about the people I worked with and and how I came to to leave that job as well. Okay, so my first ever job was when I was in high school, like many other people in in this at least in the United States, they they get their first job in high school. And mine was more of a spontaneous thing. I, I don't know I don't even know why I wanted to do it but I remember we were it was me and my dad we were driving around and I forgot what it was but but I forgot what we were doing before that we were probably like at uh, at the time Kmart oh, come on uh, we were probably getting something, or it might have been that, uh, like a Firestone. We were probably had a Firestone, you know, like the tires changed, or come on, getting the tires changed or something. And I think we went to go get Burger King. There was a Burger King across the street, and as we were passing by the Burger King, we saw. a help wanted sign on on the ground next to this restaurant and this restaurant was called Roadhouse Grill they don't make them anymore uh, I think the closest equivalent to it in other places is Texas Roadhouse so it is a kind of a country style you know American food type of place uh, you know, they sell burgers and and steaks and uh, chicken and things like that. Uh, fries and salads. Just one of those restaurants. But also one of the things that they... They... The, the most famous thing about them are the fact that they... They basically give you an endless supply of peanuts. Just like a, a, a just a ridiculous amount of peanuts all over the place, and what people do is they they come in like if you're allergic to peanuts you do not walk into that building, at all you will die amongst you will die as soon as the door opens. And uh, well, <laughs> you don't have to worry about Roadhouse Grill because the the place completely shut down. It was a local establishment. It was um, it was a, it was a Florida thing. It was a Florida thing because their headquarters was in West Palm Beach. I think, I think our store was like the flagship store. It was like the first one, and and I had eaten there before as a kid. But you know, my family, for the most part, we we ate our own food and we didn't really eat out too much, too much. Mostly just eating our our own food. However, 
so me and my dad were walking around. We see this restaurant, and and there's a help wanted sign. So, like, okay, fine. I'll, uh, I'll. My, I, I don't know. I kind of was at a point where I, I wanted money. Like my whole life, I've been getting. I, you know, I didn't have an allowance. I never had an allowance. Uh, so I know some kids get allowances. They get money every week or so, or every two weeks from their parents uh, for doing chores and helping around the house. But uh, yeah, never, my my family never did that. You, know, you help around the house. You help around the house. <laughs> the house itself is payment enough, right? I mean, your parents are already putting food and clothes and shelter around you anyways uh, so uh, they're just gonna pay you now no 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 so uh, but, but i mean everybody has different ways of doing different things and you know allowances can uh, allowances might be good for some kids you know good motivator and might get them to actually want to get a job later on where they you know, someplace they can get paid more yeah, it's it's for work ethic it's for work ethic I think getting your first job when you're like in high school and stuff. I think it's great. I think it's a it's a good learning experience for sure because you you figure out how the real world works. You figure out how to interact with society outside of your school and your home. That's where you're most likely are, that's where you most likely are when you're a kid, when you're a teenager. That's that's it. That's the world that you know. So once you put yourself out there and and, and actually work with uh, different kinds of people, then then you learn stuff. You learn stuff uh, about this uh, about life and the world and how it works. Anyways, I, I still don't know what came over me. Hey, I wanted money. Okay, so and I thought restaurant. I was a fat kid. So, <laughs> yeah, you can see the irony there in, in, in me working at a restaurant. But worked at a restaurant, decided to sign up, walked in, got an application. Uh, I get a call basically, I think probably like the next day or whatever, to come in for orientation. Hey, come in, uh, get a white polo shirt and some slacks. And good to go. So my parents uh, take me to Old Navy to, to get some uh, some polo shirts and, and slacks. And off we are. Off we go. And I'm lost. I am definitely lost right now. I am definitely lost. So I have the blue key. So I have to find blue. So let's see where I can find blue. Okay. And my first day was for orientation. So I go and there's probably like like maybe like two or th maybe like three of us, three of us brand new uh, hosts. So I, I apply for a host position. So the host is the person that's up in the front of the restaurant. They welcome people in. They they look for a table and 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 make sure that there's order between the servers and things like that and and that's what they do and, and they manage the the people waiting to get a seat 
uh, one of the other things that we were tasked of doing was cleaning the bathroom, which I never did. I never cleaned the bathroom. I would never, ever, ever clean the bathroom. The bathroom was disgusting. I would just not, I would never clean it. I would never clean it. I would, I would have rather, you know, it's their business. They should have hired like a cleaning service to clean the bathrooms. But because I am not touching that, I am not touching the bathroom. So I, I never did. I never, ever, ever, ever cleaned the bathrooms. We were tasked of, of, of wiping down the toilets and, and, and restocking the toilet paper. Didn't do it. Did not want to do it. Couldn't pay me more to do it. I'm surprised they didn't fire me for not doing it. But I never did it. I would always make sure I was busy enough where somebody else had to do it or I was not there for somebody else to do it. So that's how it that's how I that's how I did it. That's how I got around that. But other than that, the first day I I don't know, I was I wanted to be somebody different. I don't know why. I don't know why I tried to be... I don't know where the yellow key is, but we're here at the exit, so let's get out of here. So that's the end of the first level. Um, and I I, I I tried to go by a different name. I think I would try to be called Mario, because I was obsessed with Mario way back when. And that lasted a day when I realized that people never... like. I, my one of the managers called me Mario, Mario, and I I didn't respond to it. And then he called me by my real name, and I responded to that. So I was like, okay, that's the end of that. That's dumb high school me thinking I could go by a different name when I was I'd never gone by that name ever, and yeah, was never used to it. People would always call me by my name. Uh, Freaking pain elemental. So that lasted a day, but um, my my first challenge was working long, working working itself, working hours, working um, the concept of working for hours, like and being tired of work and. I remember distinctly one time I, I was uh, these two women that uh, were, were pretty friendly and they were talking to me and things like that and they're like what's, hey, what's wrong I'm like oh man I'm, I'm tired I've been here for like six hours and they just started cracking up they laughed out loud like really six hours and you're complaining like they wish they could have worked just six hours you know and you know I'm a kid I'm still a kid I'm still a young young guy that didn't really get that people work harder than I do. People work for longer than I do. And for some of them, it's, they have to and they suck it up and they deal with it. So I really had no business complaining at that point. Because it's just the way things are. Um... But eventually, I would get it. I would, 
I would get that, okay, well, I got to come in and, and work. And so um, I had uh, it just a lot of learning, learning basic things, basic things about working any job. That's, that's why you could do it when you're young and in high school. <laughs> that's why you do it then. That way you're not, you're not in college. Uh, well, some people work their first jobs in college too. Uh, or, or you're not out of college, or uh, or at least twenty something years old, twenty one. You you learn how to do basic things, basic manual labor, and and a restaurant's a really good place to learn that. Uh, a restaurant's a really really good place to to learn where like learn about people because if there's one thing people get really serious about it's their freaking food and a restaurant is also great because you have to work with you have to you have to first off your clientele and your work staff are a diverse group of people a really diverse group of people from like all walks of life and if you're working at Roadhouse Grill uh, and you know, some people were down on their were like down on their luck, or they were just trying to get by. A lot of adults there that were just trying to get by. Like everybody at the restaurant that I worked in, I was the youngest person. I was the youngest person there. I was the only one that was in high school. Everybody else were were adults in their thirties, maybe some in like their twenties, and. Uh, but definitely everybody older. Everybody older than me. Um, probably average, average age now, probably around their 30s, which is around where I am. Um, but for the most part... I had to deal with people that were older than me. And I think everybody was nice to me. Everybody was nice enough to me. I didn't have any issues because I really had no... I didn't poke my head around into other people's businesses too much. And some of the people were pretty cool. Some of the people were pretty cool. Uh, there was this one guy. He was um, he was a, a, a line cook. And he would... Uh, he you know he 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 had a Nintendo DS. I mean, he had a wife and kids and everything, but he had a Nintendo DS and stuff. And I used to design my own uh, DS covers. So, you know, you could there were certain websites where you could like get the template and you could design it yourself and kind of. I would tape it to mine, but you can buy material to like like kind of like a sticker material and and whoa, who's Oh, that's a bunch of guys there. So he made me... He made... He wanted one with a bunch of weed on it. Like, everybody at the restaurant that I worked at... Had their vices. Had their vices. Whether... I mean... I think everybody... At the restaurant that I worked at, 
dropped out of high school unless they were the managers. And even then, like, uh, I had one manager that was like, okay, dude, I think you probably, you went to, you, you were a business major in college, but didn't quite make it. And now you're a manager here at this restaurant. So, um, the general manager, his name was Wayne, he was a cool guy, he was alright, he was uh, a big fella that kind of, I mean, he, he had to be a people person, so he was, he was very accommodating to me, and another, um, Another one was, ah, oh, there was this woman, and she was kind of a little stricter, but once again, nobody was really bad to me. I don't think I hated any of my managers. Um, there were some, there was one coworker that I genuinely disliked, genuinely disliked. There was this other girl that was my age, uh my age in high school and she she was problematic because because I mean she was just awful she was just an awful lazy person and then she got pregnant and there was one incident, one incident where, ah, uh, crap, I'm going to die if I don't. Crap, hold up. Give me a second. Uh, one incident where I think she uh, she might have lied to her boyfriend about like getting harassed by somebody at the restaurant. And this girl had a lot of issues. She had a lot of problems. So I I could believe that she lied about it, and I hated being with her because she was lazy. She would never actually do work. She would. At first, it was because she just was genuinely lazy. And then when she got pregnant, she used the excuse of her being pregnant, even at the beginning of it, <laughs> as, as the reason why she, you know, she couldn't do certain things. And she was actually the second person that was my age that worked there that got pregnant while working there. So just... Once again, people that were not making the soundest decisions in their lives. And she definitely was not a sound person. And I, I, I gosh, that kid has got to be, God, how long ago was this? Yikes. That kid's got to be in high school. Really? Maybe. Yeah. About to get into high school now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how she... Uh, handled life afterwards, but she lied to her boyfriend once. He comes in wanting to fight somebody. 
just wanting to fight somebody, wanting to figure out who was the one messing with his girl, and and wanting to fight them. So uh, police had to be called in, and she had to, um, and she had to quit. She had to quit. She she almost got. Actually, she got me to quit. So I. Because of how lazy and everything she was, I I was just frustrated. I was frustrated, and look, this is my first job. I didn't even I didn't even need the job. I didn't need the job, and that, I guess this is one of the things that um, I'm glad that I I learned is that if you don't need the job, and if you can if you have a way of surviving, anyways. In a, in a different way or you can kind of hold off you can kind of uh, you know tr- tread light tread water for a little bit before moving forward um, then just quit I mean I just did that recently again but just quit there's no reason for you to be miserable at a place that you you uh, that you hate or, or working with people that you hate so this girl was like lazy and I had complained about it. Like I had told my managers like, hey, she doesn't do anything. Like I'm doing all of the work as a host. Um, and so uh, w- like they would never listen to me. And then one day I just got frustrated with it and... I just decided, I told my parents, hey, look, I'm not going to come back to work. Uh, this, you know, they, they don't listen to me. I've been complaining about this girl. And they haven't done anything about it. They haven't fired her. They haven't told her anything. Like, n- nothing's getting done. If nothing's getting done, then I'm out. So I, I quit. I tell them I quit. I, I wrote it on the... the the bulletin board on on um, on my on the, the my manager's door, and they they try to call me. They tried to call me, so they're trying to call my number, my cell phone number, and nothing's getting done. And like no, like I can see caller ID, I can see that they're calling me from the restaurant, and then I get a call. From the, the the lady manager that we had, and she called me from her personal phone number, and I answered that, and so she's like, "Hey, whatever," and I told them why, like I'm quitting, and and so they're like, "Well, we really need you," because I quit on them. I was the I was supposed to come in and be the host. Like I was just I was supposed to come in and be the host for for that shift, and I'm like. And no, there was no other host for that shift. It was just me. And I'm like, no. No, I'm not. I'm, why? Why? You know, whatever. Uh, you're going to... And then, um, you know, they told me that, no, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, whatever. And eventually this girl, like... I don't know. They said something to her. But eventually, like, she just up and... And her issues made her quit anyway. So that resolved itself. That resolved itself. So, um, 
So, um... Uh, as far as, I mean, everybody else, my co-workers, um, I, I did this thing. And so, way back when, I used to make... I was a person that in um, in math class, I would make comics. I would make comics based on my friends from high school. And it was called Friends. Actually, it was called Francisquad because that's my name, Francisco. So I called it Francisquad. And 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 gosh, this thing would not. It would not fly in this day and age of PC culture because woof, dear lord, I was awful. But it was basically because of the comedy that I watched. Uh, I watched Chappelle Show. I watched South Park. I, I like I watched stuff that pushed boundaries, uh, and so that was my like style of comedy too. So um, I would not shy away from 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 having something controversial in my comic. One of the comics that I made, oh boy, this is awful. What? So my my friend, uh, who was uh, played baseball with me in high school, he was effeminate, I guess, and so you know, like. It was it was bad. Like it was really bad how 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 like we treated him like that. Like uh, make making fun of him and stuff like that when he that was just who he was. Um, and so nowadays it's like okay, well, you know, good on him if he. If he I don't even, I don't even know what his already. I mean, he's married now. With the wife, but you know who knows what they do behind closed doors. It, it is what it is. Everybody, fl- let your let fly your flag, people fly your flag. Uh, but high school kids uh, and, and a lot of like NFL and baseball and uh, a bunch of kids now or a bunch of adults now, athletes especially that have tweeted things and things like that back when they're in high school when they were less woke. And so we made, I made a comic because, so he did have a girlfriend in high school. And we come to find out that there's a possibility that he would have been, like he might have gotten his girlfriend pregnant. And so for some reason we made fun of him for that. Like, ha ha ha, you ruined your life. Oh God, it was, this is bad. This is really bad now that I'm I'm thinking hindsight now. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh gosh, awful. Oh, kids in kids in high school are awful. And, and if you're thinking, "Oh, I wasn't awful in high school." Okay. Maybe some of you weren't. But a lot of people were. Um anyways, uh, I made a comic based on that. I made a comic based on that. 
based on we didn't know who the baby was and things like that. There was like a baby shower. I, I it was bad with this group of this cast of characters. So the Francis squad, and now I'm going off on a tangent here, but uh, this is genuinely what it was. Um, so I basically made caricatures of my friends, all represented in some way, shape, or form with like some sort of weird symbolization, based on what we used to rag each other on, or what we were known for. So uh, I was, I was Mario. I was just literally Mario. I, uh, I, <laughs> I just looked like Mario. Like that's that. It, I was still called Francisco, but I just looked like Mario. I had a hat. And I had the powers, and that was me. Um, uh, one of my friends, Eric, he's Colombian, but we used to call him Mexican all the time. I know it's offensive, and I'm, I'm Hispanic, so I, I know there was a difference, but I also went in on the whole he's Mexican thing. And, you know, he... I mean, that's not really... For him, it was like, okay, ha, 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 all right. And so, um, I just basically drew him, but with a sombrero on. I mean, it's not really, it's, I mean, it is what it is. It's just, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's super dumb. Um, then I, I made an epi- uh, one of my friends' name is, is Nick. There's two Nicks. One Nick was a massive Green Bay Packers fan. Like, uh, like he, he... Actually, he lives in Green Bay now. He lives in Green Bay. His family is from Wisconsin, so he moved back to Green Bay, I guess, sometime between now and, and between when I graduated from high school and, and now. Um, but he... And I think he owns, like, I forgot, like a landscaping business or something like that out in um, Green Bay, Wisconsin. So he loved the Packers. He his favorite player was Brett Favre. Like so I basically just he was a cheesehead. I drew him with a Brett Favre jersey and a cheesehead hat. And that was it. That was who he was and his personality was an extreme Green Bay Packers fan. So extreme that he worshiped Brett Favre. Like he worshiped Brett Favre. That was that was the whole spiel. Uh, there was actually an episode, or uh, or a an issue, I guess, of a comic. It's a comic, right? So it's an issue. There was an issue in which we went to Green Bay, Wisconsin, for I forgot what the reason was for. I have to look up the comic. I I, I never uploaded them. I I'm, I'm almost afraid to upload them at this point because <laughs> I'm like, okay, will this haunt me in any way? Maybe, maybe. I mean, if, if if was it, if all these athletes are getting in trouble for this, maybe I would. For for being a dumb high school kid, and before the the PC cancel culture took over. Anyways, um, he in the episode he encounters Brett Favre and he immediately falls to his knees and calls him his lord and savior. Alrighty, so uh yeah, yeah, I went I went there with a lot of things with religion with everything. So, um 
so uh, the other Nick, there is a story, so, and it's a true story. He was at Walmart one day, and Nick was a person, uh, actually he said it himself, his, family's, his family were, were rednecks. So he was at Walmart one day, and a squirrel, a squirrel got into Walmart and started like, I don't know if you can call it wreaking havoc, but it was it was running around Walmart, and everybody was either scared of it or just trying to get it out. And he was the he was just there. It wasn't like he worked there. He he didn't work at Walmart, but he was. Uh, I guess he said uh, his I guess his upbringing qualified him for capturing this squirrel. And so he did. He captured the squirrel. Um, and so I basically made him into a squirrel. That was it. That was his persona in my comics. He was just, he was literally a squirrel, a giant talking squirrel. Um, Josh, Josh was the the the, the effeminate sounding fellow. Uh, that we we hung out with, uh, or was our friend actually? <laughs> we hung out with. He he was just Josh. He was just himself, and I just drew him with a gigantic smile and very, very, um, a very forward, flirty personality. <laughs> so that was him, and I can overly, overly like, gosh, just overly forward and flirty with everyone in the comics uh, <laughs> um, there was another guy named Max and and look and the thing is everybody knew I drew this it wasn't like this was to myself I would hand this to other people and be like read this read my comic and um, there was Max and I've known Max since I was in elementary school. Like, we were friends since elementary school. We went to some elementary school, same middle school, same high school. And he, uh, he's, he lives in Montreal now. And he's... Uh, uh, actually, he's Canadian. He's an, he's an African-Canadian. Uh, very, very... He was um, very dark-skinned. Like, like... Like he, like his pigment was very dark, so I just basically made him a shadow. He was just a shadow. He was just a a, a black stick figure, and that was him. And he, he's like, "Man, that is effed up." I'm like, I, "I know it's awful, isn't it?" Like, but they they knew I drew this. Um, another one of my friends was named um, uh, Pablo. He, uh, I forgot who named. Oh yes, it was um, yeah high school once again people ragging on each other and you just had to suck it up um nobody really bullied really to i mean i was never bullied in high school at all i mean i had things that people could have bullied me for but i never was bullied that's huh i've come to realize that now interesting anyways um I'm lost again here in this game. Uh, Pablo, he, he has a flattish face, if you will. And so he, 
I forgot. I think he got an argument with. Oh, there we go. Now I'm figuring out where I'm going. He got an argument with somebody. And this guy made fun of him. Oh, because it was this guy named Clive. And Clive was a larger fellow. Who's shooting me? was a larger fellow and so Pablo was making fun of him for being fat and so he went back at him and called him Gumby <laughs> and so and I think we all had seen the Eddie Murphy I'm Gumby damn it so we rolled with that like like we everybody was like wow that is a hilarious insult. We are going to basically call you Gumby as your nickname, Pablo, from now until the end of high school. You are from freshman year. It was freshman year. It was from freshman year until you graduate. You are Gumby. And he was. The funny thing is, by 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 senior year, he embraced it. In fact, we went to New York City, I think. Um, actually, I, I think I went on a trip to New York City and I took, I think I took a picture of, uh, we went to like this television museum and there was like a Gumby model there and he actually appreciated that. I was like, oh, you, you were thinking of me. Like, oh, that was great. Uh, no, Pablo was fantastic. I had known him since high school, since elementary school. A lot of people that I knew since elementary school it was, it, I mean, so these weren't new people that I was encountering. These were all people I had been in school with since I was a little kid. So I think that's why there was no real bullying. It was just like the same group of people that, for the most part, we either met in high school, in, in 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 elementary school, or in middle school. So there wasn't. There was this familiarity, there was this, I guess, camaraderie, and so there was no real reason to make, like, it basically, it's like a group of, uh, like, I mean, we had seen these, like, for a lot of us, we'd seen each other more than we'd seen our own siblings and families, so, yeah, we spent each other, more time with each other in that sense. So that's why we, we ragged on each That's why I made a comic. I made a comic w about my classmates and my friends from my, from school out of love, really. I mean, I, I really enjoyed being with all of these people. And so I immortalized them in this comic uh, that, once again, pushed boundaries. I did not... Uh, it, definitely not PC. Mainly because, once again, I, I freaking, I love, I was obsessed with Dave Chappelle back then. And his comedy, and his style of comedy, and his basically no-holds-bar style of comedy. Like, I freaking, he was great. And he's still great. And I, I love his comedy now. I love how he just basically tells it like he sees it, and how he thinks it. And, you know, you can be offended by it, and some people are, but he's just going to keep doing what he does because that's comedy. I mean, he's just, he's, 
He's, he's, I mean, freaking, he's a legend. He's a legend in the comedy game. And, oh, is that a spider mastermind? Are you kidding me? Alright, that's, that's the end of that. Um, like, I love Dave Chappelle, and, uh, it's, I mean, that's what kind of inspired my, my style of comedy, of making fun of my friends and, and pushing, uh, things that were offensive, but funny. Like, I, I mean, gosh, man, I still look back and I'm like, my God, where was this, where is this creativity for myself now? I still wish... I, I, I really still wish I had that sort of um, creativity now. I really do. Um, that's one of the things that I, I, I wish I had kept honing even afterwards. Man, I took forever on this level. So I'm going to save here. Um... Um, uh, who else was in this comic? Well, we had this one guy that, brand new, uh, he came into school, he transferred from, he was from Canada, his family moved from Canada, so I, I basically made him Captain Canada, even though I think there really is a Captain Canada in Canada, like an actual character, um, but he had like a giant maple leaf on his chest, and, and, uh, yeah, uh, there was this one kid this one guy, um, his name is Corey, and Corey was not the brightest fellow. Uh, at least he didn't seem like it, or at least he didn't sound like it. Um, and so I basically made him like any kind of dumb character. Like uh, I don't know. I, I guess I would the the closest I could. Like I don't know if. Like Todd from BoJack Horseman, kind of like that kind of dumb. Like he's he's kind of like a lovable goof. Like that's how I made Corey. That was, um, and one of the things that that I noticed about him is that he had bagels like every day. I don't know if he was Jewish or not, but I, I just noticed that he, like he ate bagels like every day. Every day he would have a bagel for lunch and I guess for breakfast so I basically made him obsessed with bagels in fact there was uh... ah oh, gosh there was an episode or an issue gosh an issue of uh... Francis comics in which we in which Corey broke into a Burger King because they came out with a brand new bagel whopper. And the whole episode is us trying, like, <laughs> us listening to his story, his account, because we're tr actually, we had to bail him out of jail because he got arrested for it. Like, it was so dumb. Oh my god. I, I have to upload that one because I think that's probably like the least offensive one that I made. <laughs> that was just a really dumb one. Like a really, really dumb episode. Oh, I, I have to go back and try and find it. I really do.
Oh, gosh. Uh, there was another guy. Uh, his name is Matt. His name is Matt. And so Matt was like... Uh, he was a... Rel oh, okay, I killed him. Alright, he was like a very, like... Religious nut? I don't even know if you want to call it religious nut. He's not that... He's not that religious anymore nowadays. Um, but back then, like, he was. And, like, he would listen to, you know, Christian rock and things like that. So, um, I basically, I mean, he knew how to play guitar and things like that. So he would always carry around a guitar. And he would always be, he'd always be like a, a Jesus freak, you know? He, he'd always be uh, talking about that in the comic. Um... So, then there was, uh, I'm trying to think of all the other characters that we had. had the two Nicks, Eric, Josh, Corey, uh, let's see, that was Kyle, who's Canada, uh, Pablo, who's Gumby, um, I never, I never put any girls in the comic, I never did, um, mainly because I... Uh, didn't really talk to many, too many girls, so, you know, I was kind of, a uh, too shy in that sense in high school. Uh, definitely got better at that in college. Uh, anyways, so... Ah, fudge, come on. Um... So yeah, that was Francis' comic. So, uh, Francis' squad—that's what it was called. What was it? The uh, so at I was doing this comic in high school, and so there was this whiteboard on at at the front of the restaurant. And so, on the whiteboard, like, you know, we were supposed to, like, write specials and things like that. And so, every time I, it was my shift, I would write a little comic about the restaurant. And one day, this kid, this kid, I think there was, I mean, we, we found it as we were cleaning, like, uh, closing down the restaurant. And it was, like, a dinosaur toy. And I love dinosaurs. I freaking love dinosaurs. So I kept this dinosaur toy around at the front uh, where all the host stuff was. And I named the dinosaur toy. I named him Roadhousesaurus. Like, just really dumb. I know. But, once again, I I'm, I'm like a giant big kid. Um, and that, that's not a fat joke. Personality-wise, that's what I was. So I, I named him Roadhousesaurus, and so I made this comic about the people in the restaurant, uh, you know, caricatures of them, things like that. But uh, I trying not to be offensive to them. I tried, but I try to capture their essence at the same time. And for the most part, I think I did a pretty good job. But one of my managers, like I don't know. Sometimes she would tell me to take them down because, no, you can't say that. Or, 
this and that. Uh, one person got mad at me because I always like said that her, her 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 tables were dirty, which I mean she took forever to clean her tables. So I just kind of parked on that. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that offensive, but no, she had an issue with it, and I apologized for that. Um. Um. And I, so for the most part, I tried just to keep it to Roadhousesaurus uh, and things like that. And and the fact that they let me do that without, for the like doing it a lot too, without saying too much to me and then letting me do it. Uh, okay, you know, kudos to them for for not kind of. Stomping me down with that, because um, it really, it, it really helped. It really helped. It, it made me at least care about where I worked, because um, I, you know, you start caring about the people that you work with. Um, if you're a nice enough person and you you don't have any issues with anybody, and I didn't, I didn't have any issues with anybody except for that one person that I told you about. That was it. For the most part, everybody else, I was just, I was cool with. Uh, you know, they all had their issues. They all had their thing. I didn't hang out with anybody after work or before work, whatever. But it was an interesting cast of people. Um, I got the employee discount, obviously. And, and one of the bad things for me, weight-wise, one of the horrible things for me, I, I would go on to lose a ton of weight after this, but one of the really, really bad things about this place was the fact that I could basically eat unlimited rolls, have unlimited soda, and have unlimited peanuts. So I I probably was eating like around like 3,000 calories per day. Okay, and that was just at work. Okay, this was this was just at work, not me. Like, and there was a Burger King next door, so I I'd earn money. I'd earn money. The re- this was bad for me. Because, look, I used to just get food that my parents bought. But now I could buy my own food. Guess what happens when you buy your own food? You know, as a, like, who, like, for a lot of people, it's like, okay, who can tell you how to spend your own money, you know? So, um, come on. So I would buy food at the restaurant. I, I would eat at the Burger King. I would get shakes. I would eat at the restaurant and get my my own um, uh, my my discount and get you know hamburgers and things like that. It was bad, really, really bad. I can get as much soda as I wanted, as much soda as I wanted. I drank so much Sprite and Coke. Like this was really, really bad. For my health. <laughs> Luckily, I was just a kid in high school. So, you know, if I was like, whew, my age now? Mm-mm. Health hazard. Absolutely. I would die. I would die. It was bad. Uh, unlimited peanuts. 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 How many calories are in peanuts? Okay, peanuts are full of energy. All nuts are full of energy. <laughs> That's funny. I made myself laugh. Uh, but yes, 
Unlimited. I had to refill the giant barrel full of peanuts. That was my job. So I was in charge of the peanuts. You've left the fat kid in charge of all of the peanuts. A fat kid that, by the way, likes peanuts. Peanut butter. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, not, not good. Not a good combination. At all. At all. So, I don't know how much weight I gained working at that place. But it had a large contribution to how large I did get by the time uh, I finished high school. Woof. And, and started college. Like, woof. Like, woof. Anyways, um... Not, not a good, not that great for my health, that's for sure. Anyways, um, I'm just thinking about it now, looking back, like, oh man, I, I really, 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 gosh, it was really bad for me. As far as customers are concerned, I, I one of the things I did have to learn was how to present myself to people and, and not just looks wise not just like you know shaving or at least shaving nicely you know making sure my hair is combed making sure I'm clean and things like that no it, it was also about learning to compose yourself in front of other people like my job description as a host is to be welcoming yeah, I'm a big fat kid. Yeah, your food's good here. You know, you think I got big and fat? You know, come on in. Like that's how. <laughs> Maybe not like that, but you know, I had to be personable and likable and and you know, welcome people to the restaurant. And I remember specifically when my my parents were picking me up and. I was just having a bad night. I, I mean, I was frustrated. I was tired. Um, and I was outside sweeping the floor. And, and you could tell that I had this attitude. And I was... And I, I wasn't... I was I was just giving off va bad vibes. Bad vibes. And my parents made note of it. Like, hey, you can't be like this. You know, people notice it. People notice... You're not welcoming. It's a turn off to to other people, and you're the first thing that they see. You're the first person that they see. You're the one that's supposed to welcome them in, and you know. And so, I I I I change. I had to change my attitude from there. You know, as much as I might be annoyed, I still you still have to put on the brave face, put on the the smile, even if it's fake as. As, uh, as fake as it can be, but you you have to just have to suck it up and keep going. And I, I mean, that's once again a thing that a lot of people are doing right now with their jobs. A lot of people who have to stay at their jobs right now because they have no other choice to. And 
and they have to put on a smile and 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 serve people um, and, and do their work um, and ev even now even now even now I still have to be be told and to remember hey um, even in my line of work now as an attorney you have to also be personable even if people are annoying you even if people are difficult and a lot of people are um, in in this line of work too you have to put the customer first put your clients first so that's that's another thing uh, that I learned there um, and it's hard it's hard for I mean it's still it's still it's so hard to 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 kind of bring down your feelings and just kind of okay fine I mean I think a lot of people wish they could just tell other people what they really feel at that moment hey you're you are annoying me as a person and I you're just an awful awful customer but it's not it's hard it's hard to do that in uh, in in certain industries that's for sure like attorneys attorneys can fire clients they can they can just be like you know what you suck and I don't want to work for you no more like they, they can do that uh, there I think probably the one that annoyed me the most so there was I don't know it was just this night that we were swamped and so you would think like like I live in Florida so it rains a lot and I had thought like hey if it's raining a lot, that means people won't want to come in. And we won't be swamped that night. Like, look, I had no stake in the in the survival of the restaurant. Alright, if we got no customers in, it's like, oh great, that's that's easier work for me. <laughs> that's that's how I, I that's how a lot of people thought of it, you know? Except for the servers. Servers need people to come in because and they work on tips and, and we worked on tips um, there was a tip pool though it was a tip pool so I would also get tips and that's how so more customers that came in the bigger the pool was so uh, either way I was look I was just happy that I was getting money coming in the the pool was just something extra and so yes the the night might be hard but if there's like a ton of people that come in, the tips are great. The tips are fantastic. But it was a really particularly busy night. And at one point, I became the head host of the restaurant. Just, by, just because of the fact that I was the one guy that didn't quit after like a month. Um, so by like month number two or three... I was already the person that had the most experience being a host. So I was the one that would chart out who was getting like the the, the seats, the seating. Basically, okay, we got four people, they're going here, they're going to this one, they're going to this person, they're going to that server. And that comes with a little added responsibility and it also comes with a little more of a headache because the servers want you to send people to their tables or if they're getting swamped they're gonna be like oh stop sending more people to me 
okay? Um, and I think I did a pretty good job for the most part. I tried not to swamp people with with too many, but at the same time, I'm trying. I'm trying to look. You're trying to balance it out. Some servers are like, "Give me more, give me more, give me more," but sometimes that's unfair because, hey, you know, you got other people that also. Um, you got other people that also, you know. Uh, want uh, want tables and stuff, so that's fine and all. Um, anyways, but for the most part, nobody really gave me too much of a hassle for not giving them enough uh, work. Um, I think I did a pretty good job of, of balancing it out, but uh, customers, on the other hand. If they're waiting a long time, yeah, they, they hate it. I think we all hate it. We all hate it. And it's understandable. It really is understandable. It's not like I, I I get that you've been waiting 40 minutes. I get it. But there are no tables. And nobody's leaving. Nobody's leaving their table right now. And that's one of the things that I'm so glad that I worked at a restaurant. Because you start to... You really do empathize with... Or sympathize. I, I never, I, I never know the difference between the two words. I really should look that up. I really should. Um, the, between the two words, sympathize and empathize. Um, but either way, um, you start to feel for your fe for fellow servers and restaurant workers and cooks and hosts and in the managers because. We're all just in it together trying to serve people food. And some people are awful when it comes to getting their food. Um, and that is a big giant storm that's going to come through here as I can hear the thunder. And it's been a while since I've heard thunder because I was in Los Angeles. And it doesn't rain over there. It does not rain in Los Angeles, California. It does not rain in Southern California at all. And that's why they get wildfires. Uh, if it rained a little more often out there, you know, but uh, I, I can't imagine those people getting rain because, oof, that traffic and stuff out there. Mm. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, yes. Um, particularly swampy type of night for the restaurant, and um, I had things charted out. I knew... Who came in first and who was waiting the longest uh, for their tables and things like that. So, uh, but there's this one guy that I guess he didn't want to wait any longer. And he's like, look, I've been waiting here the longest. He can't, he complained to my manager. Manager came over. He's like, okay, we're going to seat you right away and this and that. And they, he went ahead of other people that I knew were waiting longer. And I, I wish I could call him out on it. I really wish I could call out, call him out on it now, but... A little too late now. Hopefully, you guys come up in, in the future for lying because I was keeping steadfast track on on how many people were waiting, and he was not waiting the longest. He was probably like third in line, maybe, to get get a get a table, but definitely not the one waiting the longest. So screw him and screw him a lot. That guy can go after himself. Even now, even now, I still want the guy to go after himself. And I can probably tell it to him now. 
Uh, I, you know, I went to law school, all that stuff. Blah blah boom boom. They have a boom, so I, I can I can do that. Uh, anyways, uh, you know he he he's not he's no one special. He is no one special to get ahead of other people. So screw him. So that was probably the probably the at least the the one that still is in my mind as to a customer that really annoyed me. Um, but for the most part. There was this one lady, it's not a person that annoyed me, but they annoyed the, the servers. So my restaurant had what, uh, had a promotion. Every, I think, I think it was every Tuesday night, kids eat free. Kids eat free Tuesday. So this woman, it was like a family. It wasn't, it wasn't all of her kids, but it was this woman and I guess this other, I don't know, maybe another family member or sister, or, you know, like a sister or a friend. But it was basically two of them. Basically two of them. And they brought all of the kids with me. And by all of the kids. Probably like six or seven kids. Six or seven kids. And they would come every Tuesday. Every Tuesday night they would have dinner at Roadhouse Grill. And none of the servers wanted to take them. Because it was just going to be a lot of work. For very, very little tips. Um, because, you know, it was a tip pool, but you got you got the percentage that you deserved. You got the percentage that you deserved. So, uh, because, you know, you're, you're, when you're, you're, you're finishing for the night or finishing your shift and, and sending to the manager all of your, all your seats and stuff like that, how much you did. So, um... So this woman, like you're, you're only gonna get paid as much tips as, like, she would only pay, she would only tip the person enough for for serving two people, not for serving eight people, which is basically what they were doing. They, you're, you're serving eight people, but they're only paying for two. Like it, it, it I mean. Look, kudos to the woman for taking advantage of the promotion, but I mean, she would only tip the amount for two people, which is kind of, that's kind of sleazy. That's kind of like, I, I, I don't care how, I, I don't know what their, their living situation financially was, but come on. You could have tipped enough. You could have tipped enough for for serving eight people. At least the tip. You're not paying for the entrees of eight people. You're only paying for two of them. So you're still coming out. Ah, gosh. I died again. So you're still coming out winning in the end. You could give a little more... Uh, to the person serving you. Just for the fact that they, they're saving, they're serving eight people. Six of which are kids. Kids, by the way, that they were, I mean, it, it's difficult. It's difficult with all those kids. It really is. It really is. 
And I guess judging by the fact that not many people wanted to, like nobody wanted to to to, to work that table, they probably weren't even the nicest of people. So yeah, so it was just kind of like this 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 awful situation. Ah, fudge. But yeah, this woman every every week would come in. Every week would come in with all of those children and, and somebody else. Um, gosh, it was it was bad. It was really, really bad for 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 anybody that was serving them, because they were not gonna get they were not gonna get tipped what they deserve for serving that many people. And so that's that's kind of that's kind of the 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 sad thing about that. Are you kidding me again? Um, so, I worked there for, eight months, I worked eight months at this job, eight months, that was it, that was, but I worked pretty much, um, I was part-time, so, uh, 20 hours, part-time, going to, like, um, go to school, and I would go to work on some weeknights, um, and the weekends. So, so it was eight months, and so Roadhouse Grill had, like, a bunch of locations around South Florida. It was, it was very much a regional restaurant. A regional restaurant. And I think they had some locations in... Yeah, so I think they had locations in Miami. Um, there was this bigger restaurant in, that, in Lake uh, Lake Worth. Um, but for the most part, it was... A... Um, for the most part, it, it was... It's it survived a while. I, f I forgot how long the restaurant lasted, or at least the company. But um, one day, one day I get to work and there's like a sign saying we're closed, we're done, like we're going out of business. But <laughs> and by this point, I graduated from high school and I'm getting ready to get go into community college. And I thought, okay, I was going to go to community college, get my classes and work around my, my work schedule and things like that. Um, but that never happened. It never happened. I... I got my last paycheck going over to the restaurant. And um, I think some of the managers, uh, one or two, Maybe, I think just one of them ended up working at the Lake Worth location. But, for the most part, the restaurant didn't last much longer after that in either location. Like, like the entire company went out of business. And I can't tell you the reason why. Um, our restaurant did, it did good. I mean, it had been there a while. So, it... It had to have been 
like it, the, the restaurant may have had like two good locations and they probably tried to over expand in other areas when they they couldn't but for the most part our I mean our restaurant I had never really I mean I, I don't know if I noticed it too much but I, I never really noticed like a drop-off in in people coming and the food wasn't bad and I'd never noticed anything bad like with regards to, like cleanliness of the restaurant like, I mean one of my jobs was was cleanliness as far as sweeping the the floors and um, and I, well, I was supposed to clean the bathrooms I never did but for the most part I I kept an, a, a nice clean station and I'd never noticed the restaurant uh, dirty uh, or anything like that so I mean the peanuts thing I mean just the fact that like and they would give you a bucket they would give you a bucket to put the peanut shells in uh yeah that 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 never nobody ever used the bucket to put the peanut shells in nobody would you you uh you basically um just threw them on the ground and i had to clean them up but i mean it it, it was what it was but on really really busy nights like stupidly busy nights that um on stupidly busy nights that place like the floor was just caked in peanut shells <laughs> just caked in it and funny thing was i'd never like i never encountered anybody uh, i think maybe there were only two times where I encountered somebody that went to my high school when I worked there. Uh, one of them was this girl that I knew since uh, I was in elementary school. I went to the same elementary and middle school and things like that. Uh, and high school. And we were like best friends in elementary school before I moved to another elementary school. But uh, for the most part, um, I think, I don't know, she never like notice me again or things like that I mean it's kind of weird but Roadhouse Grill ended at least that location ended and then the rest of the restaurant probably maybe the other restaurant locations maybe lasted a few more months but after that the company got liquidated and uh, it was the end of the Roadhouse Grill it was an establishment in our area. I mean, that place had been there forever. Heck, heck, heck now. Now, I go back home and the building is still there. It's never been rented out. The building is still there. I'm surprised they haven't at least torn it down. Because there's no way, I mean, I could see it being a Cracker Barrel. It had the shape for it. I could see it being a Cracker Barrel. But... Th like, there's there's not many restaurants that that could be at this point. <coughs> Excuse me. And, oh boy, I'm not... Hopefully not getting the coronavirus. 
Because I was in Los Angeles and um, there were face masks everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere there were face masks. People were wearing them all over the place. Um, and, and good for them. Good for people wearing them. Okay? I, I, I know, but I mean, look, I have an overactive immune system. I mean, it's it's hell on the skin, but it's it's been good for everything else. That's for sure. Like, I rarely get sick. So yeah, in Los Angeles, um, just a, a ton of people with, ma- I mean, at the airport too. At the airport, people with masks. People uh, not taking a chance. Uh, from I mean, look, I, I I rarely ever get sick. Rarely, 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 rarely. And when I do get sick, I basically I, I recover pretty quickly. Like maybe one or two days out, but then after I mean not in, not even out out, just like one or two days where I feel like crap. And there aren't really many people I remember from my restaurant. I mean, I'm trying to remember all the names of people, but it's hard from Roadhouse Grill. I remember Wayne because he was a good manager. Um, I remember one server named Ashley. Uh, she's the one that I said had the dirty tables. I remember this one guy. I think his name was Josh. And, you know, bless these guys. I mean, they were like maybe early 20s. Like, not that old, but a lot of them had had come from like really like hard knock life type of things like they were not from good neighborhoods and good families i honestly outside of like the managers like pretty much everybody in there had 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 their struggles in life had had their struggles in life so so, <laughs> I had always said to before that I would like if there was like a police raid of this restaurant, I'm probably the only person who's not getting arrested. <laughs> like that's how I felt. Um, but once again, it wasn't that they were awful people. This is people who struggled in life and they ended up working at Roadhouse Grill. Like that was what they they had the place they had to go to to um actually no. Now I remember uh, hold on, go going back now. I remember the worst of the customers. The worst customer that I can remember. So so I remember you guys, I, I told you about this this woman named Ashley that was a, a server at a restaurant. So Ashley, she wasn't the most attractive woman, okay? And I don't know, she, she might have been burned earlier in her, her life, like, like, a, like she had like a burn accident on her face, but... You know, she wasn't an attractive-looking person, but she wasn't a bad person. You know, just 
just not an attractive looking woman at all because of it um and one customer that came in this guy he actively asked the manager if he could have another server serve him because he just he couldn't stand to look at Ashley that was the worst customer that was the worst customer that we had ever dealt with I I mean I can't imagine how much she was hurt by that but that person I don't know where he is now I don't even remember what his face looks like because he's not worth remembering he's not worth remembering that's just awful. That is an awful thing. It had nothing to do with the quality of her work or her personality or how she greeted him or anything like that. She did nothing wrong. She did nothing wrong, but he could not stand to look at her and wanted to be served by someone else. And I wish my... If there's one thing I could criticize my managers for, I wish they had more... Like, I, I, I wish social media was the way that it was now. Because there's no way that that guy would get away with that nowadays. Because somebody, somebody in our restaurant would have, would have, would have posted that on Facebook or anything like that. Or, heck, I mean, that that is like something, you could take a video of it. Video of them changing the servers and things like that. Have whatever on the bottom of it and post it. And you'd have millions of, especially women, millions of women and people, people in general. Um... trying to figure out who this guy was and try and ruin his life because he he is just an awful person. That is an awful thing to do. Really awful. Really awful. I mean, I, th I think she was a burn victim earlier in her life. That's, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it, I mean, the way it, her face was, I mean, that's what it looked like. So, it's not, a, it's not a disability, but um, it's something that it's, she can't control. She can't control outside of having plastic surgery. Even then, uh, that's what they do for you. So, yeah, that was the worst customer. And, yeah, I wish, I wish social media was the way it was back when that happened. Gosh, what year was that? 2006? Yeah, 2006. Yeah, that's when I worked at Roadhouse Grove. 2006. world was much different back then. Much different. Right? MySpace was king. Uh, that was around the time I made my YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 2006 was a huge year for me. It was a huge year. I graduated high school. I made my YouTube channel. 
I got my first job. Um, and that's when I started the journey to lose all the weight that I had did gain. <laughs> Later on that year, I did. Uh, I began the journey to lose the weight. So, so yeah, 2006 was a huge year for me. A uh, huge, significant year for me. So, um... But for, I mean, now, nowadays, I tip well. You know, I, I think, um... I tip well. I, I like restaurants especially. I especially like restaurants that... Um, already add the service charge to anyways I like restaurants that that already add the service charge to you and here's the reason why uh, um, I don't know if anybody watches Adam ruins everything fantastic show love that show fantastic show that that uh, teaches you the history and reasons behind uh, Common misconceptions, or not common misconceptions, but um, things in life that you think are the way they are, but they're not. They're not. And he ruins them in a way. He 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 kind of opens the uh, pulls the curtain pulls behind the curtain, and you find out um, what exactly things are really like with regards to all kinds of things. He's done immigration, he's done um, movies, he's done music, he's done sports, everything, everything. He's done food, especially food. Um, And restaurants, especially, because... And he gives the reason why uh, people people, why tips became the norm in the United States. Because in other countries, you, you don't give a tip. You don't give a tip. It's not it's not a thing in other countries. You just kind of pay whatever the food was worth, uh, and that and and added into the cost is the cost of labor. So yeah, you're paying a little more for your food, but you're not paying for the tip, because the tip came about because of the Great Depression. When restaurant owners couldn't afford to pay their waiters, their wait staff, too much, and they basically uh, incentivized the waiters, saying hey, get 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 tips from from uh, from the people you just served, and so. Then all of a sudden it becomes a game of, okay, the waiters are going to treat the customers that are inclined to tip better um, than others or whatever. Like it, it suddenly became the the person is giving you good service because they want just that little extra bit of money that the restaurant isn't paying them. And even after the depression ended, that just became the norm. Restaurants, owners realized, hey, I could pay my workers minimum wage, some even less than minimum wage, and they can just earn the rest 
by getting tips from the customers. Meaning it's not coming out of my pocket. So I'm earning more money on the food that we're serving and and not spending as much money on the labor. Which is, ugh, gosh, it is underhanded, isn't it? So I've been seeing a trend lately, especially uh, in new restaurants, new restaurants of them adding into your bill, your check for the night, a service charge. That service charge, look, you can tip. It gives you an option and they give you an option. Okay, do you want... So the service charge is there. They already charge you, I think, like an 18% service charge. Which is kind of like the, the, the medium between the typical 15% that you would tip and the 20% if you get good, like, like really good service. Which is great. That's the good, that's a good middle ground. I don't mind paying a service charge. I pay it on Postmates. That's, like that, that's a perfect way to do things. Alright? You pay a service charge for everything else. Pay a service charge of the mechanic. Pay a service charge of like, um, like a, a plumber or whatever. I, like you, you pay these type of things already. So, a restaurant doing it, I'm fine by it. Okay. Any other place, like uh, you get an item, you get a, you get the bill, you get the invoice, and yes, for a lot of things, okay, the installation, okay, and then parts and labor, parts and labor. That's basically what you're doing at a restaurant. Parts and labor. Parts, well, the food and the whatever, and then labor, the waitstaff, the cooks, all that stuff. I, I find that a really nice thing. I find it so much easier. Like, I look at it, I'm like, oh, okay. You don't have to pay the tip. You can add more tip if you want to. You can. You can. And, and guess what? And guess what? Like, if you really, really liked your server... You can give them that extra 2% that makes it 20% there, okay? So that they're getting paid a little something more. You can add as much as you want after that. But you've like if you don't want to, you don't have to. And you don't have to feel guilty about it. Because, oh man, I didn't give enough or whatever. Like, like I've had some friends that are awful tippers. Awful tippers. And, and the reason why is because they've never worked at a restaurant. They've never worked at a restaurant. They they kind of they they kind of have um, uh, they, they they kind of treat the wait staff like ah oh, like they like they they don't work wait on them hand and foot enough for them. Like I've I've had friends like that, and that's kind of annoying uh, when you deal with that because it's like come on, dude. All right, are you that much of a baby? Like some people really think like, like they think waitstaff and they think like butler. Like oh, you're like, like these people are your butler for the night. For some people, that's that's what they want to feel like. They want to feel like, uh, like just for a night, like they're a super rich person with a butler. But that's not what a restaurant's for, okay? So. Some people treat some waitstaff like, okay, I've been some, to some nice steakhouses. Nice steakhouses. Um, 
where the servers get paid well. They get paid well. They know about the food. They know about everything. Like you can ask them anything about the. They are trained waitstaff. Trained. Like they have actual training. Like real training. Like um, about the food and about the quality of the food. And, and they can tell you how it's cooked and, and all that type of stuff. And they can recommend to you. Like all of that. Like you're not going to get this at a Chili's. And some people go to a place like a Chili's or a Roadhouse Grill type of restaurant and expect to be coddled like they are the freaking uh, king of Sweden. Okay, how am I supposed to get out of here? Hmm. I'll tell you one thing about this... uh, Right here, it, it's not easy. So there's a blue door here, and I see the blue skull key elsewhere. I'm trying to figure out how to get there. And I hear, like you can hear the, you can hear the cacodemons trying to get on over. I think I, All right, well, let's let's keep going. Have I gone here? Where am I? I think I've gone here too. Yeah, I've been here. Oh gosh, all right, I'm trying to beat this all in one night, but I got I've been I'm stuck in this level. I'm stuck on this level, so let's. Uh, Let's see, so I came from up here and encountered some guys, but... And there's the blue key, but I can't seem to get up there. So I'm coming here, and there's something this way. Okay, so I need the blue key to get in here and to get into that other place. So I can't go here just yet. And there's a dead end there. Ah, gosh darn it, Doom guy. Slipped into the lava. Okay, so that's this door that leads out to here. So that leads out to all the way over there. Alright, so let's try and make it back this way. So this leads to all of this junk that I did go through already. Um, okay, I'm gonna save here and I'm gonna take a risk by trying to run along here and trying to figure out, okay. So I'm here now. That leads to this dead end. So let's run this way, nothing there, nothing there, nothing there. Okay, so there's nothing here. There's nothing more I can get here. Okay. I went this way, went all the way to the end over there, and there was nothing else there. And 
don't know how to make my way up there or if you can even get up there so let's just walk back this way and I know I know I only have four health so there's gotta be a way up okay let's go this way let's see if there's something here along these walls there's nothing. What's in so this is just a pillar that goes around all the way over there. Um, so this is the other area. So I have these things, and I'm assuming that I, I hit one of the switches. So I think one of them did go down. So there's there's six of them. There's six of them. I don't know if there's six of them here, but there's a gotta get at least two of them down there. And I'm trying to see if there's anything down here. I don't think so. So I don't want to risk going down to the lava. I mean, there's like I can make my way across, and I died. I died. I didn't die. Oh, it's it's blood. Oh, oh, good. It's just blood, everybody. It's just blood. It's not lava. We're good. Okay, so we're going to make our way this way. And this is the beginning of the level. This is the beginning of the level. So, <sighs> alright. So, beginning of the level again. I'm here. Long corridor. Get to this first portion. And I need to find a way to get that blue key. Because that blue key is going to open everything. Now. I could cheat. I could cheat and I could just get the blue key. That'll lead me into here. I could do that. I'm going to give it one more go around. If I can't find a way to get that blue key. I'm going to bite the bullet. And use the cheat code to give me the blue key and give me full health so I can just beat this. Because I am getting frustrated. I walked around all of this. I went all the way up here. Went through the lava. And there's got to be a way up there. There's got to be a teleporter or, I mean, this is just blood. There's nothing here. Nothing here, nothing here, nothing here. I'm gonna go in here again. Okay, so I'm in this building all over again. Like, I see stuff there. I see things here. There's gotta be a switch or something. That I'm not seeing in this building here. Like I'm trying to walk through walls. Like I, I don't even know how to lower that. Hmm. Alright, so we're gonna... 
I know one of these switches gets that open, but that opens up to just this, and that's it. Hmm. Okay, so I think hmm. there's got to be something here. Oh, look at that secret here. Um, it just leads me to the armor, though. Okay. So, secret that led me to the armor. Okay. Alright, hold on, there's more. There's more. I'm looking at the map. And then there's like these corridors, so. Okay, some more health there that I found. Aha! That lowers that. Okay. And that lowers this open. Okay, now this is open. Okay. Okay, so I found the secret in here. So that's good. So I think I'm done with this castle. Let's come back out here. And now I can save and go there. Perfect. Um, hmm. And this playthrough has gone longer than I thought it would. So, yeah. Okay, so if I go to the other area here. Okay, so now just three of these things are left. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're making some progress, but this level's taking a little too long for me, so once again, I, I'm I said uh, I'm I'm gonna give everything, boom. Oh, that's the exit. Alright, let's just beat the frickin' level. It took me thirty-two minutes. Level 6, there's three more levels. And these levels are huge, by the way. That was kind of like the thing about these levels. They, they're just massive compared to other Dune levels. Um, so I'm going to save here. And yes, I have all the weapons now, including the BFG. But I mean, it was the only real weapon that I did not have at this point. All right, let's see. I know. Thank you. Hmm. 
Okay. What was that? Come on, Pinky, get over here. There we go. I hear a cacodemon. Like you can hear the bouncing of their 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 giant meatball bodies. Come on. There we go. Rest, uh, I had I, I completely stopped thinking about what I was talking about so yeah restaurants are, are adding the service charge and I'm glad I'm so glad that that's happening I'm so glad I, I'm hoping it'll it'll be the norm I'm hoping a chain restaurant uh, there because really they're just uh, mom-and-pop restaurants they're doing them at this point and it's great. It's great that they're doing them, but uh, I'm hoping like a chain, a chain restaurant, a Chili's or Applebee's, one of those. If if one of them does it, then the rest will begin to do it. Heck, I would advertise it. <laughs> I would make it known. I would make it known. Actually, well, you can't really advertise that, but I would make it known on the bill, like, okay, the Tips already included. It's the service charge. Boom. One of the things I like now is the fact that I am now, thanks to things like Postmates and Yelp. Yelp can be toxic. It really can be. Um, but thanks to things like that, thanks to social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I've come to know more restaurants. Like I've come to, to try and look for new places to eat, new places to, to, to go, new food to try, like you like it is one of the good things about this um because i think we all should try to diversify some people don't diversify when it comes to their food like <laughs> like when you're a kid yeah um a lot of kids are very picky and only want to eat one thing and one thing only and, and they eat the same thing all the time that's all they want to have like my nephew my nephew like is a very picky eater only wants what he wants and he knows what he wants and that's it 
Whereas my, my niece, like, she will try anything new. Like, if we're eating it, she wants to try it because we're eating it. And she just wants to try new foods. Um, so, that's... Everybody has a thing, but I think eventually, especially when you grow up, like when you're a kid, that's what happens. Some kids are one way, some kids are the other. But I think when it comes to being an adult, if you look, um, eating out all the time, you shouldn't do it because it costs money. And I just went to Los Angeles and was forced to eat out every day. And yes, it does cost money. Um, costs a lot more it costs a lot more to pay someone to, to cook your food for you but um, doesn't mean you should cook your own food all the time doesn't also mean you you know you you can't be eating at McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's because they have a dollar menu every day either that's not good for you either but or either however you want to say that word I use it in different contexts But you should try new foods. You should try new restaurants. Uh, I just went to Los Angeles. And Los Angeles is known for having a lot of Asian immigrants uh, that migrated over there from, from China, from, from, from Thailand, from... From Japan, from Korea, just all, all sorts of, of people. So all sorts of cuisines. And of course they have uh, the Hispanic fare as well, Mexican especially. Uh, so I, I went in Los Angeles, I'm like, okay, well, I'm here in LA. I'm going to get some uh, Korean food and Japanese food because it's not like I can't get it in Miami. I can, and it's good. But I'm going to try the local fare. I'm going to try the local fare. That's, that's what I want. And that's what I did. Um, I didn't eat at any chain, or at least not, um, not a national chain place, while I was in Los Angeles. So I didn't eat at Hardee's slash Carl's Jr. Or at Checkers slash Rally's or at Burger King or at McDonald's. Uh, but yeah, yeah, a good new food. Good new food to try. Good new restaurants to try. Even if it's like the same fare. Even if it's like, okay, same Mexican, uh, but a different Mexican restaurant. Maybe they do things a little differently. They season things a little differently. Just try it out. Just try it out. Um, I, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather do that than eat at chain restaurants all the time. In fact, I haven't been to, um, like, when I go home, I haven't been to, like, an actual real chain restaurant in a while. Um, when I go home, like, my family eats out a lot at chain places. Chick-fil-A, Chili's, that type of stuff. I don't, like, I'd rather have something local, like, mom and pop, a local small business, whatever. Or, or even even something regional, even like a regional chain. Like we have a place called the Miami Subs. Like uh, they they make decent good food, decent good food. They're, they're kind of a fast-ish restaurant. 
I've, you know, I've been to their, I've been to their drive-through, and they're not that quick, but they make good food, and I, I, I like them. And funny, funny thing enough, I haven't been to one since I've been in Miami. That's kind of strange that I haven't been to one since I've been to Miami. I might have to go to it tomorrow now that I've said that. But this is a. It's just I don't like when they do that because I'd rather like like can we try something new like I would I on some nights I I order a Postmates or DoorDash or whatever one of those apps whichever one is cheaper that night or gives me a code that night and I will order and I'll try and order not from a chain I'll try and order something local. Uh, try and read reviews and um, try and gauge what my parents might like from that restaurant and just just to try something new because it gets tiring eating the same thing every day holy cyber demon it's a cyber demon um, so I like Postmates and Uber Eats and DoorDash. And I, I don't know if I've ever used Grubhub, but I like all of these services. I think they have they have helped the restaurants in everywhere, really, everywhere that they're available right now. Because look, some places uh, struggle getting the word out and things like that but places like these i mean you can create a nice social media presence and maybe your restaurant's not like okay maybe maybe you're in an area that not a lot of people go to but you can still do well because uh, of the fact that people are ordering takeout or ordering takeout or ordering delivery of your food from Postmates or Uber Eats or DoorDash or Grubhub, uh, whichever, whichever one of them. You don't have to provide your own delivery service. You can just basically just cook up the food. You buy the stuff. And so I think maybe there's a lot of places that are just exclusively that and they're surviving. And they're surviving because of that. I, I find it really really cool that I can order basically any food from anywhere that places that never used to deliver and now you can just order whatever and somebody will bring it to you and yeah the delivery fees for a lot of these places are high um, I, I will I will admit that sometimes the delivery charge is ridiculous but I also admit that, you know, sometimes they give you good deals. And sometimes you'll find a restaurant that's 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 a, a hidden gem for you, you know. There's one place, Dine Owl Cookies, that just kind of blew up. Ooh! <laughs> oh, gosh, you got to love it. But anyways, I really do enjoy... The fact that you can just order food from anywhere. And um, look, there's not a lot of food 
YouTube accounts on uh, for, for at least my area it might be something I could pivot towards because I really do enjoy and these guys just keep coming in from wherever okay just coming in from that teleporter there um, so there's there, I mean it could be something I could bit pivot towards for my channel Heck, I could do it with gameplay in the background if uh, I, I would need a script, though. Uh, just all kinds of different things I could try. Um, I like trying new things. I like trying new things with this channel. But uh, I'm going to keep it towards restaurants and me working at a restaurant and things like that. But... Uh, Night Owl Cookies got big when Jennifer Lopez, who has a residence here in Miami along with her husband, Alex Rodriguez, um, basically uh, shouted them out. I ordered from them before, and I think the quality of their food might have gone down since then, or, or they've they become more of a rush job, or I don't know. People think they sell out, but I mean, of course they're selling out. They're a restaurant. They're supposed to. Um, but it's pretty cool that she she kind of make made them blow up in a sense. Now they got multiple locations. They have an exclusivity deal with Postmates. Like they are a thing with Postmates now. Um, and that's the potential that can happen for a lot of restaurants. Some restaurants do have exclusivity deals with Postmates. Heck, now the chain restaurants are getting into the act with exclusivity deals. Uh, Some places, oh, we don't have to, uh, we don't have to provide delivery for for all these for ourselves now. Um, now, pizza places still deliver. Pizza places still uh, they're still the quintessential delivery restaurants. Um, I don't think that'll die down anytime soon. Ordering delivery for pizza is always going to be a thing. And I guess a lot of Chinese restaurants are phasing it out, though. Chinese used to be the other one. So you'd order in Chinese, you order in pizza. But now, there was a time when Burger King was, was experimenting with delivery. But now... Uh, a lot of a lot of Chinese places are not offering it anymore. They're just like, oh, just order us some Postmates. Just order us some Postmates or DoorDash or whatever, you know. And they'll deliver for us. We don't have to pay a driver. Uh, it's all on them when things go wrong. Um, sometimes, and sometimes things do go wrong. Uh, sometimes the driver might have... Because there's multiple Postmates. Sometimes they have like... So restaurants now, a lot of restaurants now have a designated uh, uh, Postmate slash or whatever delivery service section of their counter of the restaurant so that people working for those delivery services can just come in, uh, see the order number, or the name, and just pick it up and go. And go. So they're not waiting there in line and. and and, and, and wasting the time for themselves and for the restaurant. Uh, so th- things are getting more efficient now. And as 
a lot of restaurants have now pivoted towards towards uh, adding these things as a, a main portion of their of their service. They have their sit down service, uh, and now they have their their um, their kind of pseudo delivery service, pseudo delivery service, and it's it's really great to see. It's really great to see. I, I'm once again a huge fan of it. I've ordered in food that I never thought I would ever be able to order in. Some places charge up the wazoo. If you have ever, okay, so I'm not a rest, I'm not a McDonald's guy, um, but I have ordered it with uh, the, the the GF, and McDonald's charges charges up the butt for the delivery services. They charge way more. For when when you order from Postmates or whatever, they do, they do. If I if I have to tell you anything and recommend you anything, do not order McDonald's with a delivery service. I don't know about, I mean, some restaurants um, like I think Wendy's has an exclusivity deal with DoorDash. Or maybe not exclusivity, but at the very least, uh, maybe like free delivery with DoorDash. Uh, Taco Bell also has, um, I think, free delivery if you order from them with, I think, I don't know if they're DoorDash 2 um, or a Grubhub, I'm not even sure. But now the chain restaurants are realizing, like, hey man, people are going to order from us. And hey, if we offer free delivery, people are going to order from us more. So... It's costing them nothing. The driver is being provided for another service. Um, they can they can make a deal. They can make a deal. And look, if you're Uber or Postmates or DoorDash or Grubhub, you're yeah. That that's gonna be great. Hey, we'll hey exclusivity deal. We'll sign it with with you. We'll we'll, we'll pay whatever to to get the exclusive rights to delivery service for taco bell super popular restaurant super popular fast food restaurant yes we will do that we will do that with you taco bell okay like it it's a win for them because it gets more people to their service. Like, oh man, I want Taco Bell. Oh, only only DoorDash has Taco Bell. Oh, okay, I guess I'll download DoorDash, make an account for that, and boom. And hey, DoorDash wasn't so bad. Hey, DoorDash doesn't charge as much for delivery compared to uh, um, Uber Eats or Postmates. Like, all kinds of things can happen. All right, lost soul. Come on now. Gosh, this is just full of switches. It's one switch after another after another. Must be doing something right because there's a ton of demons popping through. Come on now, stop laughing at me. 
lost souls just kind of floating about. Trying to figure out where I'm going. Okay. You. Guess we're going up here. I see. Spider Mastermind. I was wondering, like, I, I, I didn't see one throughout the, the playthrough before. I was like, oh, there it is. There's the Spider Mastermind. If it can kind of. If it's so big, then why won't it fight me? Pumping this thing full of plasma. There we go. And that's it. March of the Demons finished. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. So that's it. So that's it for. Uh... For this playthrough of Doom 2 and we are done with no rest for the living and we will I, I guess we'll, we'll move on we'll move on to um, gosh we'll toggle this in TNT evolution next time it's been a long playthrough, everyone, but I'm done. Done for the night. It's, gosh, this took a lot longer than I thought it would. And I'm gonna get some rest for myself. I am still alive. Good night.